1: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm George Chen, and you're listening to a special episode of SubDoc, a show where we talk to our interesting friends about documentaries This is one of our biopsy episodes where instead of a documentary we watch a rip from the headlines fictional account of a true story and today we're covering the shonda Rhimes netflix hit inventing anna the story of anna sorokin who went by anna delvey a persona that was convicted of larceny in 2019. delvey rose through new york's social strata and convinced many institutions and people to loan her money with a fake german heiress backstory and this nine-part miniseries dramatizes the saga with julia garner Playing Delphi. And our guest today to discuss Inventing Anna is comedian and musician Luna Malbro, who fuses her experience as a f- skilled facilitator and educator of justice, equity, inclusion, diversity in all her creative endeavors. She works in a number of genres, from turning the documentary experience, mapping privilege into an award-winning play, How to Be a White Man, to blending jazz, comedy, and storytelling with her band, The Moon and the Man. Luna has been featured on NPR PBS. AJ+, Plus and Glamour Magazine, in The Atlantic, and much more. And she's also the chief vibe officer of Joy Channel, an org that brings together creatives and change agents to transform culture. Uh, we're transforming culture today, Luna. Welcome to Subdoc. how's it going?
0: It's going good. Are you are you caught up? That's a long ass. That's bio. a
1: lot. I know. I yeah. I I sent I I,
0: you a much shorter bias. You sent me a
1: shorter one, but then I was like, I everyone should know all this stuff you're doing, because you do kind of everything, which is kind of amazing. Like we know each other from comedy in San Francisco. You're now in Chicago. Um I you know, the play thing, I that was a couple of years ago, the play thing. I, yeah, I do know too would. much about the yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. And um and and tell me a little bit about Joy Channel because I think that's the most recent thing and I that's don't know the most recent that, thing. Yeah.
0: So I just kind of had this realization over the past year where I was just like, <laughs> so like you just said, like I do all this goddamn shit,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's it's also all kind of connects, right? And mm-hmm. like I used to have to have this like very, for lack of a better way of saying it, right? But like a very Hannah Montana kind of existence where I would like train all these organizations and diversity, equity, inclusion, and then I'd put on a little wig and then I'd go and perform and like be a comedian or a musician. And then I was just like, actually, the creative stuff is blending into the equity stuff and the mm-hmm. equity stuff blends into the creative stuff. And mm-hmm. really what I have is a skill set and in, in merging both of those things. So let me just do that.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's
0: essentially what Joy Channel is. And I work with a team of other creatives and collectives who do the same stuff.
1: Oh, awesome. and that they are
0: multifaceted <laughs> folks who work in equity but also have like a creative background.
1: Now, the Hannah Montana reference is just that you have to like be two personalities. Not that like Miley Cyrus goes around doing diversity equity training. <laughs> exactly. As far as I know. This is a wrecking ball against the patriarchy and white privilege. <laughs> 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 not not at all. No, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I I, I you've d- you do so many different things. The music thing we were just talking about. Um, you are you have a lot of experience in comedy. You've always been musical, but you're now just taking that to a more more of a I don't know. If, I don't know if I should say serious. I don't know how you characterize. Like, what is you know, like, like you're still uh, doing stand up occasionally? Are you yeah. still doing a lot of stand up? Or how I'm is still
0: that? doing. Yeah, I'm still doing stand up. I had a like it's 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 based on COVID that has been forced mm-hmm. to has <laughs> been forced to be a trickle, uh, less than like a waterfall like it used to be. But like I found like doing that force like I love music. I love performing music. You know, George. I yeah, mean, you yeah. know how it is. Like.
1: It's addictive. Like, it's uh, addictive. all kinds of performing are kind of addictive, is what I'm really like. We, we kind of had to go cold turkey during like COVID in terms of like no live performance. You don't get that juice of like live. I've only done like a few things since like.
0: Well, baby, you in LA. Yeah, I'm, in, I, I'm in the Midwest. So <laughs> like, around, around June of 2020, people were um, like, all right,
1: well. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to catch it. The Chuckle Hut variant is about to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Midwest life. How's Midwest? Uh, Well, we'll get into it. We'll get into some of this stuff as as it goes on. Um, I kind of forced you to watch this because I was just like, dude, I want you to be on the show. I want to do something. And then we were just like kind of coming up with obviously a ton of good documentaries have come out recently, but sometimes you just want to watch kind of, this wasn't a hate watch, but it was like, um I, I barely knew anything about Anna Delvey from before other than like, I enjoy a scam, right? Like I enjoy it. There's so many good scam things in our culture at the moment. There was like a lot of, a good spate of scam uh documentaries that came out, like Lula Rich was a, you know, the uh do you know about the row leggings? A little bit, story?
0: yeah. I feel like the thing about scams, I, I didn't I also didn't know about this woman either. Like mm-hmm. I didn't I kinda remember hearing about it a little bit, but it's so funny watching it when she's just like, I'm the most famous person ever. I was like, I didn't know about you, girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> and also, I think really up on pop culture.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, I love your impression of Julia Garner's <laughs> impression of Anna Delvey, which is like I, I am so conflicted because I'm like Julia Garner is very good in Ozark, mm-hmm. and a couple other things I've seen her, and she's good. But I've also seen her kind of like be not a good actor. I think possibly. I I, I maybe that's like I'm. I don't want to put a value. Maybe I shouldn't put a value of good. Right. Like I started watching. Do you watch Dirty John? The movie. He was in
0: Dirty John. She's
1: like the daughter in Dirty <gasps>
0: John. Oh my gosh, I saw so I saw Dirty John before I saw Ozark. Like I saw mm. Dirty John like maybe years ago. So mm-hmm. I don't re- I, I just remember Connie Britton being yeah, yeah, yeah. so relatable and <laughs> as she always is.
1: Yeah. Um
0: and it Dating just the like the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, it was just really funny to see just the emergence of like what I would call lifetime movies on yeah. Netflix in general. <laughs> just like this is a lifetime this is very lifetimey for me including inventing anna i would say also kind of speaks to that lifetime genre
1: (laughs) yeah i was i was listening to some podcasts i think it was like you're wrong about and they're talking about true crime in in general and um sort of like that this genre has existed for a long time right it was like it's just that it became weirdly prestige in the last few years Mm -hmm. um it was always kind of like a lifetime type of situation before
0: it was always somehow randomly women's entertainment
1: <laughs> <laughs> right and it still think, kind of is right I like, like crime is very,
0: one, yeah. of my, one of like this is when i first started doing comedy like oh like 10 years ago i hate mm-hmm. by the way saying that you know i don't know how you feel
1: like, I don't tell anyone. I don't I tell don't, people when I started. I
0: know. I'm like, I'm going to start stopping. Cause like people, how long have you been doing comedy? I'm like,
1: yeah. and, and long enough that some of my friends have Netflix specials, but never mind. Let's keep, let's keep yeah. going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. Long enough to be like, Oh, I know that that person on this show right now. Like there were a couple of familiar faces that popped up on in Anna. Um, but anyway,
1: yeah. By the way, uh, shout out Claire O'Kane just got a writing job on SNL. Good for her. She's oh wow! Also, it just got. I just read that on Twitter this morning. I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. Oh my god! Uh, my god. People that awesome. started around the same time as us. <laughs> 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 Good yeah, for no, them. I'm happy for her. Happy for her. Yeah.
0: But yeah, like I. Oh, one of my. I just was saying like I used to have jokes around about like SVU. And oh, how yeah, it's yeah. touched like I don't know like what it is about SVU is just so comforting to watch. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's a thing, but it is a thing.
1: I, I like that this is one with no body count, right? Like I think like this financial scams and frauds, like okay, so there's this there's a point in this series where it's A, it's nine episodes long. It could have been seven, I think. I think the last two could have been way tightened up. Um there's a point at which Anna Sarkin, aka Delvey, uh is staying with Billy McFarland from the Fire Festival, <laughs> and like is like at dinner with someone playing Martin Shkreli, also a great uh financial scammer, also a, had a recent documentary on Hulu. Um, but it's like it's like, oh yeah, all the like oh, they just need to hang out with Elizabeth Holmes. Like all these people need to just hang, they're all like fake it till you make it, like, hustle culture, like, I don't, I would say they're not victims, but I don't, there's, so, there's all indicative of the same mentality somewhat, you know? Right. And I think that's, like, our scam, our scam culture, our scam leaders, like, our, our Our scam boss. leaders, exactly.
0: Yeah. Scam our culture gr- kind of, <laughs> yeah. It kind of, uh, made it to the big leagues in 2016 there. Yeah. And arguably before then, but whatevs. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, there's sort of like also it is interesting that it's sort of like uh this is a female, a female-driven show, right? Um, the main protagonist is actually is not Anna Delvey, because as you're trying to construct a story around this person who's like her motives are incomprehensible, right? She's like very like I'm like, how you can't build a story around someone who like I guess. If you okay, if you take like well, let's take the improv right. Like you just heighten right. She she heightens. She fucking heightens. Like she does not. She sticks to. She yes, ands the situation like extremely like to the point like like the the why run it again. This is my phrase after watching this. Just like every time a credit card goes, just run it again. <laughs> to get, oh the why, the why did you get the why did the why go through it's it's so bad but it's like oh you gotta respect the commitment in a way I'm like oh she's at the it. point where like she kind of believes her own lie is what it feels like
0: yeah it's oh. like she's lost in it also I'm glad you said you liked my uh, Julia Garner impersonation because <laughs> I'm gonna do more of it I can't, yeah, I, can't, yeah. I can't I can't stop it's like it's hard to watch this show and not jokingly with friends be like uh, Oh my god, my mic is a crazy. <laughs>
1: it, it, it's like it's a little bit like a, an 80s SNL bit character or something <laughs> It's a valley girl kind of it's like German Russian valley girl.
0: It's a lot That's of so it. Oh
1: bad. But like I can't I'm
0: like I'm here it's only. <laughs> I have a question. What are you wearing? You look poor.
1: Figure Lending LLC DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Is she is she good? Is she good at it, like, though? It, like, because like, there's no... The, I read in an interview, they're like, basically, they're like, well, Anna Delvey was a Russian pretending to be German and, like, kind of has her own weird accent. But I've seen interviews with her. And I'm like, she does not sound like Julia Garner. Oh, really? They, I don't think they sound alike. I think, like, it's just a very a very odd choice along I mean, one of the greatest choices for like a lead character in a show to just be <laughs> almost like just distractingly like taking you out of the moment.
0: <laughs> I mean, honestly, for me, I would say it worked because okay. I, I believed not knowing anything about Anna Delvey. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, I find myself like, I'm not following her on Instagram. I refuse to give her a follow no. or a like. No. But I have looked. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what's happening now? But, you know, I, I, for no one, who, like, not knowing anything about her, I found it to be, like, really intriguing. And also, it's just so ridiculous. It's like, people believe this woman?
1: <laughs> it's like, it reminds me of, like, like uh, Benicio Del Toro in, like, The Usual Suspects. Just fighting, like, a straight mumble. The whole time and like that's like you feel like what a genius what a genius he just decided to be I rewatched
0: coverage. that the other day for for no reason other than like why it's not
1: it's on it's always it's on, on. It's on. Kevin, kevin uh kevin uh not spacey oh kevin spacey obviously kevin but um, spacey, other yeah. kevin pollock also his main credit um god Okay, you mentioned also uh the it's cool that some of the characters in this, like there's like Neff, we gotta we gotta love Neff. Neff is a play by Alexis Floyd. Um, like one of the best care like when a character on the show like actually, actually like sets boundaries, Ooh. it's like kind of like, Oh my god, you blew my mind. Like that's something you can do. You can just set there boundaries so, with people.
0: There was so many between Neff and Laverne Cox, like
1: uh, Laverne Cox is great, yeah.
0: So many great boundaries. I, I think, okay, so you when you were like, you forced me to watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the the kind of the pre- prefacing, briefing for this, it was just like, well, what what did you like about it? What I liked about it, what I did not expect was that there, there were so many black women in mm-hmm. Anna Delvey's life and that they were real. Like I at first watching it, I was just like, okay, Sean, a good job bringing like black women in on the show. And then like actually looking and being like, Oh, she had Black female friends for real? Like, oh, wow. Okay.
1: And, like, they're the best characters on the show. They're the best like, characters. Yeah, honestly, like, um, the main protagonist that we kind of see the story through, because, like we said, basing it on, like, an insane, like, Kaiser Soze type, um, bringing it back to the usual suspects, you have Anna Chlumsky, uh, My Girl, classic My Girl uh, from Veep, as Vivian Kent, which is a fictionalized version of the actual journalist who wrote the story, the the initial story, uh, who's one of the producers on the show. uh, His real name is Jessica. I don't know why they fictionalized her. They just needed to, I don't know, create some extra distance. But um, Ansholovsky did a good job, I think, as a person who is... You know, tracking down all the inconsistencies of the story, and we kind of there's a lot of time jumps, which I, I mean, I guess they work. There's also like a structure I don't know how I feel about. Where like it's really it's got it's really inconsistent. I have no idea. Like, look, like we're not TV writers, but I'm like, well, how did they break this down? No, we're <laughs> not, George. Clara Kane's <laughs> not on this podcast right now to talk, to talk about break, break story, but um. It's such a convoluted story that, like, there's like sort of like. Firstly, uh, a a couple, but the first three episodes feel like they're connected to each other, and then after that, you start to get into like individual people's like
0: interactions with. Which honestly, uh, that's like what I liked more. The first, you like that better. Okay, I like that better. It was hard for me to like grasp onto caring, Mm -hmm. and the first three episodes. But I think when I got more connected to the other folks in her life. Mm-hmm. then it was it brought me into care but i have a question for you george yeah, are sure. you how many shonda Rhyme shows have you watched
1: i've watched at least season one of scandal okay and then i definitely like lost the plot somewhere in season two of scandal but i was <laughs> just like this okay. is hilarious but also like um <laughs> I, yeah, maybe I watched two seasons of Scandal. I'm gonna watch two, and you see a lot of the same people Jeff Perry, my mm-hmm. scandal heads out there. <laughs>
0: he plays, <laughs> All oh, heads. They're uh, called love, Gladiators.
1: Yeah, oh, and, and right. a few other people from also The Return of Anthony Edwards. Can we talk about that for a second? Like, where's my homeboy Anthony been this whole time? He is so good as Alan Reed, just an uptight oh. New York financial dude. Just so uptight, but like from ER, and like I'm like, where he hasn't been around for a minute. Let's yeah, talk.
0: I I like barely remember his face, and I never really watched ER. I never really got into that, but like having watched, I never watched Grey's Anatomy either, so yeah. I don't know that. But having watched like Scandal, and I would say specifically, um, How to Get Away with Murder, Shonda, like I don't know who her editor is, <laughs> She's in the edit, but they're doing very similar kind of like quick, quick really weird kind of cuts back oh, and yeah. forth. And I'm just like, what's happening? What's the time?
1: Going? Like, not the just the time, time jumps, time. just in general. Also, <laughs> like, really distracting these titles that do not go on every episode, like, maybe every other episode. There's, like, a fun title where it's, like, you a sliding door or, like, a coffee shop, and the sign is, like, this is, I'm like, is this Fargo? Like, that's kind of, like, they're trying to make it, like, Fargo. But it's, yeah. like, not even, cons- the, the consistency there's not a lot of consistency in this. I'd say that's my main issue cuz you've got like these different structures happening. I I agree that like the storylines where you kind of focus on the experience of certain people, like that does bring you in a little bit more because I I I but the second or third episode it's like if you don't care about Vivian's career and her baby, which is like kind of hard to really <laughs> I, didn't I don't
0: really
1: know. care. And yeah, right. It's like, or like the fact that she cares more about Anna. Delvin. I also don't know if that was based on a real thing, but like, like the fact that she's sort of has this husband who's just like, just around to be like, hey, you know, you're have you're pregnant, right? And like, Work I know, but I've it, got to solve the right? mystery.
0: What's that guy's name again?
1: Oh, the actor's Anders Holm. I've I've seen him in some stuff, but like, he's like this long suffering husband. Uh, oh, um. I know I'm jumping around a lot. I have ADD. Um, You're another just
0: Shonda Rhimes editor right
1: now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Shonda Rhimes. Or also, um, I, by the end, I was like, I kind of hate the music supervision on this show. I know like classically, like they revolutionized music supervision and music licensing with Grey's Anatomy. And I'm sure it's like the same people, but I kind of like everything. It's like this, maybe it is because it, this is such a late 2010s, story all the music is the same type of music and it's always like the lyric is somewhat a literal connection to what's happening and I just was like man I'm kind of sick of this (laughs) music um I am and like I'm just like paying more attention to music supervision in general but um yeah those there's definitely these stylistic things which are like super random like some of it's very soap opera-y but I feel like Anna Chlumsky is very in the universe she's like acting her ass off I think she does a good job
0: Great, she's amazing um,
1: Adrian Moyad, uh, who is Stewie from Succession just the perfect like New York uh-huh. asshole just he's been a New York asshole and everything is great he's amazing as a lawyer Todd who is <laughs> like at the end <laughs> you see the real lawyer I'm like oh yeah they they cast it up with that one yeah yeah um, <laughs> so
0: rude
1: i'm sorry i'm just i (laughs) look i'm a bald middle-aged man let me just take my shots um (laughs) um i do really like uh in anna chlumsky's world as a vivian kent she's in she's sort of a disgraced reporter for Something that was like clearly like her male white boss's fault. She gets kind of the shift the uh, the shit for that. She's in a section of the it's called Manhattan Magazine, I think. Uh, And she has kind of like this uh, trio of like like supporters. Like it's it's nice. This made me feel good about like this idea like of having like mentors or having like this support group, which is Jeff Perry, Terry Kinney is Barry. The the legendary Anna DeVere Smith as Maud. Um yeah. and I was just like, I just want this part of the relationship. To, uh, this is what I want in my life out of anything in this. I don't want r- massive yacht parties or anything. I just want three older people that can just tell me what I'm fucking up or give me advice. Oh
0: <laughs> no. that was I w- it was so great to see Anna DeVere Smith in that too. I was like, yeah. all right. Legend. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's great. I mean, she's she's been popping up here and there in a few things, but she's uh, in the classic Shonda Land uh, uh, cartel, I believe.
0: Um, <laughs> Not the Shonda cartel. I
1: don't know. I don't know what's the right terminology. I don't I, know,
0: but that's amazing. I don't know. I think it could go with that. The Shonda cartel, like that. I
1: I I'm like I'm I'm kind of with you in that. Like I re- like I have a lot of respect for Shonda Rhymes as like industriousness and like um business acumen whereas like I'm like I don't like think this is all this ain't a24 you know but it's, yeah. all, it's all it's all it's all you know very catchy it's all hooky like I got hooked into this even though I was just like what is this? And
0: everything that she does mm-hmm. I think is like well can can hook? A, yeah. a broad I think it's the, that's the thing about Shauna, which who I'm a big fan of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she makes stuff for a very broad audience and so when you make something for a very broad audience you know then like you end up losing some of the uh the niche like, <laughs> the,
1: the nuances the, yeah
0: the, the stuff that snobs really like
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is a documentary podcast. I forgot to like. Start, so we are we are the snobs. Um. I. Oh God. Um. I. The the character. Okay. So who is the villain of this whole show? Is it Anna Delvey or Rachel?
0: I would say the villain is Rachel.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: You, which like, <laughs> is, but but you don't realize the villain is Rachel till the very end. Mm-hmm. But. What I love about this is that Neff Davis, one of Anna Delvey's real friends, which which that's the thing with consistency. Like, if you're going to change some people's names but not everybody's names, like that was kind of weird. But like, Neff was was like, you know, a consultant on the show. Oh, right, and her character
1: gets to be the best character.
0: (laughs) So, so doesn't that make a lot of sense? Like, like because it's just like in real life, Neff was like, I don't fuck with you. And yeah. I think she was like, she really made sure. Let me make sure people know about Rachel, mm-hmm. which I I appreciate honestly. Like I respect that.
1: Yeah, like of the 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 sort of um, part of this show where it becomes like weird version of Sex in the City. is, like Anna Delvey, uh, her friend Rachel K. By, played by Katie Lowes, her friend Neff, uh, played by Alexis Floyd, who. Starts off as someone who's just like clocks her as a source of cash, but then actually seems to be the realest friend she has in the end. Also, the only person who ever gets paid back. And, yeah. and I was like, I'm like, I'm wondering wonder about the motives there. Uh, Casey Duke, played by Laverne Cox, and there's these fun, like, kind of like they are like Sex in the City gang for a little while, it but there's cute. already like a lot of tension there's already a lot of tension between Rachel and Neff in the beginning of that. Because Rachel's like a spoiled, very spoiled. I'm like, I was having an argument with my wife about whether Rachel was a Karen or not. I mean, I feel like a Rachel is a Rachel, but a Rachel could be a subset of a Karen. I mean, like she calls the, she gets like, she's six um, law enforcement on her friend, So that's very Karen.
0: That is very, I mean, I don't like, I don't really... How should I say? This is like, what part of the brain should I use for this? The black no. woman, <laughs> the di brain, as from like a, the, the di perspective. Okay, I, Karen, I just feel like white well, women are problematic in general. We don't have to give them a special name. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, hey, I just feel like because I feel like there's a. <laughs> I feel like the thing about Rachel, what what she really manifests, and why I say like problematic in general, we're all problematic in general, yeah, right? Sure, sure. Blah, blah, blah. But the thing about white women is that they have this, they have an identity of being a woman, right? So like this, like have one identity that has experienced a lot of marginalization culturally mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. Coupled with another identity that where you have power, combine mm-hmm. those two. There's a lot of weird things that happen, like sure, a lot sure. of weird flexes that happen where white women will will be like, I, they weaponize their victimhood yes, and. she way. definitely
1: did, in the and show.
0: she definitely did like that. And that's where the term Karen Karen came from because it was like colloquially we needed a word to really describe like what's happening here. It's like. Mm-hmm. Yes, you. Yes, there are some marginalized identities that you hold, and you're weaponizing it. So, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. short short term, we could just call that a Karen. <laughs> I mm-hmm, just wanted to say mm-hmm. that before we like, sure, sure.
1: Like, like a, Ra- Ra- a Rachel and Karen can be interchangeable in this. Scenario. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We don't but like, she,
0: yeah. but she's definitely doing that, and mm-hmm. and like you see how she, do you, you see how she kind of like on the slick is just kind of like you're not supposed to be here, Neff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like I'm supposed to be the one, like. Kiki in with, like, you know, the German heirs. Mm. But what are you doing here? It's just like, what are you do- like? So you see that.
1: Yeah. Uh, the less, the, there is still an episode dedicated to her perspective, though, which is like kind of, I found interesting. Like, cause in the end, I'm like, she is the villain, ultimately, of this, of the piece. Are you talking about but, the Morocco trip? The Morocco, the Morocco episode. Oh my God. Also, like, that was the um, best episode. You like that one the best? That was. <laughs> Also weird, there's a weird racism against Morocco in that one. It's like, this country's all,
0: It was, but yes, obviously. But you see her, like, you see her be, you see Anna be, like, unlikable, really. Why Why call it the best is that that episode had some, like, for me, had, like, a little uncut gems level tension (laughs) happening. I don't know, George, how recently it's been for you since you had to, like, be like, okay, I'm going to slide my card have enough funds (laughs) but for those of us who experience that in a more regular basis is like the whole episode was just like do you have enough funds in your account for this thing and it was just like oh no I don't but I don't and now and now what's gonna happen
1: (laughs) yeah it's funny you mentioned uncut gems because I think I thought that at some point actually I thought the first episode of squid games I was just like oh this is uncut gems (laughs) it's just like like doubling down and this is kind of like there's a similarity in that like addictive personality of just like just keep going, keep going. Um, also hilariously, for the real Anna Delvey, is friends with Julio Fox from I Cut Your Arms. If you've seen that really? go around, like they're friends and like like I think they're like gonna collaborate or something. Oh my gosh. Oh my no. I, uh, Just another another callback to that. Um yeah, uh the Morocco episode. Also, has um, the cameraman friend who also, like, we see this evolution of, like, um, this actor. He's in How I Met Your Father. Uh, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he's, like, kind of like, there's a funny scene where it's just like, why is this guy even here? He's there to film, but then, like, Rachel, like, works with him and seems to have a crush on him, and then uses this entire thing to be like, He's holding my hand so we can run back to the airport and like turns it into like a relationship down the line. And like he disappeared. He's not even the last two episodes. I'm just like, that guy must have just been like, I'm I'm breaking up with you. This is you're terrible. Um, Even though
0: they made it like a they made a little and when she's like, Oh, you're dating her, he was like,
1: (laughs) He didn't even want to admit it. (laughs) She's not a stupid person, she's not a dummy. (laughs) That's all he wanted to say. Um a bunch of other classics. The, a, the, the DA, uh, Catherine McCaw, Rebecca Henderson. That was, like, a very perfunctory character, but I liked her. Um, there's just, like, so many characters. nine episodes. So many characters. So um, many characters. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that Rachel tells her own story. There, and that article you can find. She wrote an article for Vanity Fair as the Conde Nast person who... Um, all right, we're 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 uh, I'm all over the place today because <laughs> this is a wild story. Um, did you like uh, Anna Delvey at all as a character?
0: Hmm, I would say no. This is the I would <laughs> I would say no. And at first, I would say I was very unsympathetic as as a as a black person. Here's the thing with the whole scamming thing, yeah, like yeah. it's just interesting to me to see like how so many like wealthy white people get away. And I would say two years had Anna Delvey been black, right? hmm Like this would have been a completely different story. She wouldn't have gone far at all. She might've been able to get maybe like $5,000. <laughs> 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 she wouldn't have been boarding any planes. You know what I mean? She. She wouldn't even, I can't even, I can't go anywhere. I'd never experienced where someone will let me stay in a hotel without putting down a credit card. Like, she would, this would be not, this would be like a TikTok if Anna Delvey was black. You know what I mean? That's that's how long her scams would be able to be. So I was like, kind of like, I do not care. But, see, but the interesting thing is seeing her relationship with black women, and Mm -hmm. I have to say, following her now or again not following her but right, having right. looked D- at her social media dipping
1: into the uh, dipping
0: into the, it yeah. she had this really weird tweet maybe like a year ago that was oh, just right. like i'll go back to europe sorry let me do it in the proper voice <laughs> <laughs> i'll go back to europe when you give black people reparations and i was just like girl what <laughs> 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 wild are you holding the country hostage <laughs> what <laughs> I I just can't. I actually don't know where to place that or what to do with that. But again, I'm kind of like Neff. I'm 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 ride or die. I see black women riding with her, and I'm just like, all right. I I guess you know like I don't know. I feel like if like when Neff was like, if you're a hustler, just tell me you're a hustler. Just let me know. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that was really relatable because I'm like, all right, if you out here scamming people, just let me know and don't scam me.
1: Oh. One of my favorite Nef lines, like like cause it seems like they're work they're in the hotel, and then she's just like, oh, these people are like they're they're like working poor or whatever. And I was like, Yeah, don't don't say that. That's fucked up. Like, and like, oh yes, you need to she needs more people in her life to actually say shit like this. She didn't obviously have that. Um, as a mar- a marginalized thing. <laughs> Speaking of Anidelby, like, like, she's also being held by ICE right now. <laughs> that is is actually a real thing. Right
0: you know, now, she's like, being held
1: by yeah, ICE? Yeah, yeah, like, she's after, so she got out of prison. I don't know if that was partly like a COVID thing, uh, but then because she's overstayed any visa, like, and everyone knows she's, like, a criminal, they want to deport her to, like, Germany. So she's being held by ICE. So it's, like, kind of this other uh, factor, this, on top of what you, the other line about, like, she's somehow gonna have reparations happen. She's also being held by ice. So I'm just, like, picturing her with, like, the foil blanket in it somewhere, but, you know. Wow, I'm, so
0: she's been know. held by ice for, like, how long, like?
1: I I think at least since sometime in 2021. Dang. Yeah. It's in, it's in the very final scene of the... Spoilers. We're gonna spoil. Um, <laughs> she is convicted of larceny, as I said earlier, but um, got off on a Two charges. Mm-hmm. So great lawyer for that. But yeah, um, another uh, just a bizarre thing of like y- y- you don't think of like fake German heiresses in the ICE detention center, but we should, I guess, we should start thinking of that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I I didn't like her, and the, <laughs> some of her break <laughs> just very obviously didn't <laughs> like her. Some of the worst acting. She's in a hotel in like Paris, and then they like block her credit card, and then Julia Garner kind of has like this like breakdown where she's just like blinking and being like, Here, "My daddy will pay for it. My daddy will pay for it." <laughs> it's, like I'm like, okay, I I don't like any of this right now. Also, that was like a a good friend she had. Um, who, who like it, I did like this period where she's like with this rich lady whose name I'm blanking on. Um,
0: she's a sca- She's a she's in the Shondaland cartel.
1: Oh, that lady who, who I plays. don't know
0: her name, but she yeah. definitely was in Scandal and mm-hmm. some and some things. I don't know exactly what she does, but she's in Shonda's cartel.
1: Oh, Nora Radford, right? Kate Burton yeah. was a character, and um, who who's the guy? Who's the boyfriend she has at this point? Chase? She's got this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The boyfriend who's also um. I don't know the real, th- I, I I didn't dig into like who the real character was here, but like his app on the show is, it's very funny. It's like on the level of like a, uh, uh, it's called wake. It's like, you're supposed to like read your dreams or something. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like kind of like, I can't tell like in here, there's certain things I think are like supposed to be parodies, but then like, uh, you know, they don't go all the way uh, to full parody but, yeah, uh, she has this boyfriend. Also, like, their relationship, um, not, I don't know. He, he's another scammer. He's, like, another, like, he's, like, um, you know, he's his, his business doesn't really exist either. So there's all these, like, people that are, like, kind of worse than her in some ways. I, I would say, like, she at least seems to care about art on don't an actual she- level that's what I can't tell like I feel like that's the most relatable thing I felt about Julia Garner about about Anna Delvey is like does she actually know a lot about like uh Cindy Sherman and stuff like that like it's like she learned uh yeah I, I don't know I what, do you, what
0: it seems like she doesn't care because I feel like <laughs> at first it was all about art and artists and then it was just like this club will be the most exclusive foundation. Yeah. I was just like, first of all, you're going to call it a foundation, but imagine like, she's just like, but we need another place in New York City for rich and famous people to <laughs> There's just not enough. Yeah, no,
1: in Manhattan, there's no, there's not enough. Uh, <laughs> like, I It made me actually Google Soho Club because that gets referenced a lot. Do you know anything about Soho Club? I,
0: I don't because I'm not rich nor famous.
1: <laughs> so it's funny because it's like she's kind of throwing shade at Soho Club, but it's like it is like started in London and it's this like exclusive club that people pay like something like 28 grand a year to be a member of the club. And there's like a no social media policy to be in this club. And it's sort of like a combo of like a, a social club and like a WeWork for like el- elites. And then she wants to do something that's even more elite than that. And like they already like <laughs> Soho House it, it sounds pretty gross, but I hear the food's good um, from what I've heard. But um, yeah, like they were going to go public until COVID happened. And then obviously like their whole business model kind of like shut down. It's like, we're going to give each other the most exclusive COVID. You know, <laughs> we're going to have the best COVID. <laughs> the, yeah. the only elite COVID will be shared here. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I did. It, it felt that's one thing I wanted to kind of know is like it, the real character actually they claim like she's got like uh like a photographic memory. She's obviously good at like playing the game of like like knowing who's important and like honing in on people and things like that. But um you know is that that's that's a skill that I think we all could use a little bit of that skill. <laughs> but um it's like Ultimately, like, that's what we say in the end, I feel like we're not supposed to, like, really like her because she's not likable, but we are supposed to hate Rachel more than her, I think, ultimately.
0: Yeah, I mean, on a, on, I would say, like, Vivian's tip, Mm -hmm. I feel like the whole VC finance industry as a whole is bullshit, right? Like, that's, like, one giant scam, and Mm -hmm. as I start to think about it, I'm just like, well, why is that, like, you know, like, you you know, being in the Bay, you see how many billions and millions are thrown at like app companies, and it's just like, why does this person get it? Like, this isn't even a completely like solid idea, and they get money often without doing any sort of work. And once you once you're like, once you're around that enough, or like at least in some proximity where you've seen it, you're just kind of like, what?
1: <laughs> I think yeah. it also a good time to to let the listeners know, Luna and I worked on an app that like. <laughs> It, like we, we did, made a, we yeah, we like, did a presentation. You got a video. Like it looks like the process that most apps go through for our our, our, our satirical app. Um, but yeah, we like, did,
0: and it it was like very popular until it crashed because like, <laughs> oh, did it crash? <laughs> I didn't even did, know it crashed. It didn't crash. It was just that Apple updated their oh, stuff, and then so we would have had to update app, it. Don't. It was like years later, so it was like oh, that's fine. Yeah. But anyway, we got <laughs> zero funding. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. And had proof of concept. And it was a satirical app, but like, there's there's satirical apps all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe one of us should have pretended to be.
1: Yeah. The, the weekend is, is the point. We should all make our apps. Let's all make our apps. Maybe
0: I should have, like, should I have pretended to be, well, the, the, when I was living in the Bay, there was a couple of times that a friend and I, we would go to all these, like, open houses mm-hmm. and literally pretended to be princesses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh, you're the scammer. From I, I, Zamunda. From <laughs> Zamunda, George. Oh, Zamunda, of course, yes. <laughs> Do you Zamunda, know where, Zimunda. you know where? Oh, yeah, <laughs> we all know where Zamunda is.
0: But literally, like, this left le- we were...
1: My best lady. friend is from Zamunda. The-
0: <laughs> sorry. We were looking. Uh, we were looking at this apartment, and this lady is just like, oh, my gosh, your accents are so lovely. Where are you from? And we were like, we are from Zamunda. <laughs> and she was just like, oh, lovely. Oh <laughs> <laughs> we were oh like, looking at these you. open houses just like... Oh, do you think Daddy would love to live here? It would be so- well. That's my German act. I got it. I gotta. I gotta <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes. Zamunda <laughs> and the Anadellie yes. of Zamunda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only. If only. So, yeah. what did we learn? What did we? Did I? Did we learn anything from this nine-hour? This nine-hour thing. Firstly, could have been six or seven. I think I say you cut out the Germany episode. I cut learned out the almost Germany. nothing from yeah. the Germany episode. It's like maybe some trauma caused this. No, she was always like this. Oh, well, at least we got to go film in Germany. Like, yeah,
0: was like, definitely oh, cut yeah. out the Germany. There was like, maybe like one of the first or two, one of the first three episodes could have been boiled down to one. I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. Um, as well. And just like the, I don't know. You get a good montage at the end. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after, like, you know, like, one of those episodes was also, like, we're tying things up now. Like, yeah, know. Yeah. like, what? We don't care.
1: Yeah. Like, Vivian's baby. Vivi- <laughs> fake Vivian's baby is now three. <laughs> like, what?
0: <Yeah. laughs> you know, like- also, the, uh, first, the uh, actress, he's also in succession. Oh, they're uh, both in yeah. succession together. And Stewie.
1: Oh, yeah, Stewie. And then, like, right, like, his wife, is played by Caitlyn, is it Caitlin Fitzgerald? Yeah, she's in, she's in Ocean, uh, not Ocean's Eleven, she's in Station Eleven also. She, they're like the two New York, and Sweet Bitter, a show that no one watched. Uh, except <laughs>
0: I some. really like her face and her, I like, I like her as an actress. Like when she pops yeah. up, I was like, this lady, I don't know her name, but I'm always Caitlin like.
1: Caitlyn Fitzgerald, that's what it is, Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But, like, we don't, we didn't need that, like, will you or won't you go to that Mexican vacation? Like, we didn't really need that. No, that could have been cut that. out. Yeah. <laughs> didn't need that.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, like, I, get, I, I was trying to, like, figure out, like, what was going on there of, like, I, I think, like, we get the relationship between Anthony Edwards, who plays Alan Reed, who, like, views Anna as sort of, like, his own daughter, who is a spoiled brat, who's just, like, trying a bunch of different things. He's like, at least this girl has vision. At least this girl has, like, kind of... We did that. That was helpful.
0: That was helpful.
1: That gave us a little background into him. As far as, like, what drives Todd, I mean, I think there's this sort of early scene, uh, Adrian Moyad's character, Todd, the lawyer, the defense lawyer, sort of like, I feel like a a pretender when I'm around all these rich people, so I relate to her. But I'm like, yeah, but that is self-awareness. Like, it's something that does seems to be really missing with the Anna Delvey characters. Like, n- not having any form of self-awareness. Um, yeah. You know, like, again, like, makes it hard to build a show around her. So, we get, uh, instead, uh, very good Anna Schlumsky being like a, a thorough, independent journalist type person. And um, that's a relatable person. And the relatable people are Neff and Vivian. And, and Casey. S- and Casey is relatable, yeah. Casey is, like, too good, actually. <laughs> like, too, like, forgiving and too, like, above it. Um, but... Oh!
0: Yeah, oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, there's another character where, you know, there's, like, the rich lady on the yacht.
0: Oh. Jean- I was
1: trying to figure out if that was supposed to be, like, a real celebrity, like... Um, one of these, like, food host people, like a Chrissy Teigen or some type of person, you know?
0: <laughs> I guess, I feel like she was a stand-in for, like, a bunch of different celebrities. Right, probably different a bunch, different yeah. people. Mm-hmm. She was interesting because she was, like, some, some, somehow still relatable. So, like, she understood, like, I have a lot of money, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. and I didn't earn it. But, like, and seeing her, seeing someone who is, like, really wealthy with a sense of, like, self connect and with... generosity,
1: people, and, and my-
0: generosity, like that tension was actually really interesting to watch, like between mm-hmm. like that conversation she had, we're just like, it's actually better when you earn it yourself between mm-hmm. her and Anna, like, mm-hmm. that was really interesting to watch. And I'm glad that, you know, the, the one thing that I was just kind of like, did we need this? Did we need this whole character? Like, I literally thought, like, they pulled up that doctor, the psychologist towards the end. And that conversation. And it was interesting, but oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. wow, you're giving this guy like a lot of lines and like, now I care about this doctor. What's he doing now? Like, where's.
1: <laughs> oh, after her Chateau Marmont thing? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There was all this stuff is like, just like, like she didn't really commit to attempt suicide. Like she's not, she's just another manipulation. And, and yeah, like that, there was a guy that was there for that. Yeah. I ultimately felt like uh i'm i didn't i don't know that i would recommend this to other people to watch i just forced you to watch it no like i it was enjoyable though it was like a popcorn enjoyable thing um it doesn't say as much about like scammer culture like why we're in the scammer culture moment as much as it does just like uh shonda got a good deal with netflix you know she gets to make like, whatever, like, you know, nine episodes of the, Like, is whats is what I'm learning about this industry, especially from the doc sides. like, sometimes you just pitch the number of episodes and then you fill out what happens in them. Whoa, I really? Think uh, yeah, at least with the doc side, that's what I was hearing. Um, you could, you just say, it's six parts. And then you go through everything you have and you're like, we're going to have to pad two of these parts out. And I it might have been something along those lines. Because I feel like... This uh, this is a sprawl. It's a huge sprawl. Um, and at the end, I'm like, I still don't understand why she did this stuff. Like, it's like, it's like maybe we're not supposed to know. I
0: know? think we're not supposed. To, I think there is no. What what? One of the lines that hit me really hard was when her, and I'm not a, I'm not a mother. When her mother was just like, children come through you, not from you. Mm. That I did find that was thick. Again, they we didn't need the whole episode for that. They could have put that somewhere else. Sure. But I found that to be really powerful and the kind of like, well, why is she this way? Was there some trauma? And it's just like, sometimes people just be like that.
1: I know. <laughs> that's, that's what it took nine episodes. Sometimes people be like that. I'm like, it that reminds, should have been the name of the show. <laughs> it
0: reminds me when I was like, so I was, uh, I have my clinical social work background. I was a practicing therapist for like a short period of time, before, like in the social work frame. And when I was first learning the DSM, you know, all these different oh, yeah. categories, I remember being like, shouldn't there be just a DSM category or like diagnosis for just a stank ass bitch? <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> like, can we just put that in the DSM? Like, you know, like, you know, sometimes we just need that. Yeah. And I feel like that's Anna Delvey, you know? and. I feel like according to her social media, she'll say it herself. You
1: know? Yeah. But yeah. she ass. would have
0: said it herself.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think that is as good a place as I need to wrap up our conversation <laughs> on inventing Anna. Uh, she, sometimes it'd be like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Luna, uh, tell us some more about uh, what you're up to. And also like you, you mentioned that you had, you thought there was, I, I didn't, see any video attached to this but there is like uh an idea for someone should make a documentary about something a pitch a doc um, you had uh, oh. mentioned a i did
0: so what i'm actually up to is i will i will really well i'll pitch this doc first so there a, a friend of mine who's on the on the thing i'm about to pitch shared to me that there's like a texas butthole tickling bandit <laughs> who's finally been caught
1: oh he's been caught and okay he,
0: He's been caught, and he shared the link with me. And Netflix commented on on the uh, oh yes with like don't tempt this. So I feel yes. like Netflix already knows that this could be. I feel like this is perfect for like a parody doc. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, like American
1: Vandal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, like someone has been breaking into homes and tickling people's buttholes, which is sexual assault. It is. That's serious. that's
1: a violation. Yeah.
0: It's a violation, so it's not that funny. But there, but but buttholes.
1: The picture also is funny. The
0: picture is funny, <laughs> and buttholes in general are funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, <laughs> and tickling is funny.
1: Yeah, um, tickling is always funny.
0: <laughs> so,
1: so Netflix is aware that they're kind of like engaging. That there is and a and butthole, butthole
0: like, bandit. Also, the phrase "butthole bandit" is funny.
1: And also the 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 headline: Bums unclench everywhere. <laughs> very clever good good one internet good one internet you got it bummed
0: unclinch everywhere (laughs) anyway so yes netflix should do that and what i'm actually up to um joy channel like i like i shared we do a bunch of creatives who are also change agents and we are producing our very own first podcast coming out march 24th actually called masculinity like masculinity Ah. i have the three co-hosts uh Three hombres, three dudes Uh of of sorts, who will be talking about aspects of masculinity and bringing on all kinds of guests with various backgrounds and gender identities to really explore the expansion of masculinity. Um, I'm really excited. I'm the producer on that. And it's like, it's my it's my baby that has come oh. through me not from mm-hmm, me mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> so i slightly offended that i was not asked to be a co-host on this because <laughs> if anyone defines masculinity i think George <laughs> chen might be one of the top uh top beta dogs well, in the game
0: yes we <laughs> we'd love to bring you on as a guest okay
1: yes yes happy <laughs> happy to talk about uh, 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 crying about my dad all the time okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Luna, it's been a pleasure. Uh, where can people find you on Ye old internet?
0: Everything. If, by, I have a very uh, hard last name to spell. My last name is Malbro. You spell it with an X, but everything you can find for me. If you just Luna is America on Twitter, on Instagram. Also, my website is www.lunasamerica.com. And then joychannel.org. You can find us there if you want to know more about my brilliant. Um, Safer for work, <laughs>
1: consulting. <laughs> nice and uh, check out Equitable app if you yes. haven't yet. It's have George and I have money also. Yeah, Just exactly. send us
0: money because we we created an app that was better than Wake.
1: Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> better than Wake. Uh, take us on your your Greek island yacht vacation. Uh, let, we'll have a lost daughter experience out there. All right. <laughs> Only Netflix references forever. Uh, Luna, thank you so much for being on SupDoc and this fun biopsy episode. Thanks. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about SupDoc at supdocpodcast.com. Our theme music was written by David Siegel and our executive producer is Will Scovel. Our associate producer is Nick Coltus, and our editor is Karen Hawk donate to the show through our patreon page patreon.com supdocpodcast if you want to help out in other ways please share this show with a friend join the doc talk and check out our hot takes pictures and videos on Twitter Instagram and YouTube we're subdoc podcast on all those platforms don't forget to rate review and follow on Apple podcasts find Paco and George's comedy gigs on the about us page on our site subdoc is by doc fans for doc fans so if you want to advertise, got a film or opinions to share, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you and what you're docking out on. Email us at subdocpodcast at gmail.com.